Today on the Colin and Samir podcast, we're talking about social media use, specifically Instagram and the effect it's had on our lives as creators. Social media addiction is a phrase that you're probably hearing a lot right now, and we're seeing a ton of our friends deleting apps off their phones and taking breaks from social media. It's actually something that we've done ourselves recently. We've actually been taking a break from content creation in general, as you've probably noticed, because this is our first episode back in almost a month. In this episode, Colin and I dive into our own social media use, what we like, what we don't like, and how we keep our time on social media in check. Towards the end of the episode, we talk about some of Instagram's newest features, and somehow we start talking about celebrities on YouTube. And I don't remember exactly how we got there, but you'll just have to listen to the episode to find out. Man, we're back. Where have we been? It's been a long time since we've done a <laughs> podcast. I mean, almost probably a month. Is that how long it's been? What was the last episode? The last episode was with Paul. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, we're back on the mics. Might be a little rusty because it's been a little bit since we've been on the mics, uh, but wanted to hop back on the podcast and talk a little bit about where we've been, what's been going on in our lives, and uh, why we've been kind of disconnected recently. I like how you said we're back on the mics. Yeah, we are. We're back on the sticks. It makes me feel like it's sports. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's been it's been a really interesting year, I think, 2019. Like, when I think back to January, it's all happened really fast. It's April already. Uh, like, the first quarter of the year is done. I was going to say, didn't we just recap 2018? Yeah, I think we kind of did. But we've done a lot this year. We've traveled a lot. We've gone to uh, Instagram. We just recently did a project oh, yeah. with YouTube in Santa Barbara, which was awesome, super fun. Uh, we've made a movie. We've done all kinds of things this year, and it's and, you know it's just after the first quarter. But for some reason, this year, 2019, and this moment for me right now, out of the past seven years, it's the first time we've kind of stepped away from like creating content and social media. Like seven years ago, when we first started making videos, we were, I mean, we were making daily videos at that time in, tw- in 2012. We were actually making more than one video a day for a while uh, and putting them out because Instagram didn't exist. So we were putting out like short form videos on YouTube uh, with Lacrosse Network. It didn't feel as overwhelming though back then, putting out three videos a day. Now, I think part of the reason we have stepped back and taken a little bit of a break is because it's uh, it started to feel a little bit overwhelming. Yeah, and I think you you're, I think you're starting to see that across the board with with a lot of people. I think last year there was a big theme of of burnout, and I remember going to Bufferfest this time last year. Um, we went to Bufferfest and saw L Mills video. Uh, saw like a like an early version of L Mills video about herself burning out and her mental health. That was the first time I had really recognized like, whoa social media and and like creating content and connecting with an audience online like it's at its early stages and we don't really know the effects of this on on people and it's kind of coming to a head right now because there's so much out there right like you're you're comparing yourself to others you're trying to create content that's going to appeal to others you're trying to edit together the best version of yourself if you're really creating a lot you're spending a ton of time alone sitting and editing videos of yourself um and it's, it's this really interesting thing where you, you're more connected to a larger group of people, but you're more disconnected from the world because you're living inside of the content you're creating. 
And I actually, I don't even think it's really the creation aspect that is causing creators to burn out right now as much as it is the consumption, the overconsumption of content. You're seeing uh, Thomas Bragg from Yes Theory put out a video today. Casey talked about it last week. People are deleting Instagram and Twitter off of their phones. You both, you and I have deleted it off of our phones, not because we're creating too much with it, but because we're all consuming too much. And, you know, Casey talked about the fact that the algorithms on these apps are just so well designed to keep you scrolling and to keep you opening up your phone. They're almost too good at what they do that, like, it's scaring creators. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, to the point where, like, a lot of these apps have integrated screen time, like notifications for you. Yeah. You know? Well, something that's crazy, it's 11 a.m. right now, and I don't have Instagram on my phone. I've been on my phone today for an hour. Like, <laughs> that's without social. That's pretty wild. Like, how much we are using these devices is amazing. And granted, I've been, like, text messaging a lot. I've been on the phone a lot this morning. But, um, you know, the thing that was really freaking me out was maybe a couple weeks ago, I checked it out and I calculated, like, in a week how much time I was on Instagram. And it was well over eight hours in a week. And I thought like, oh my God, eight hours is an entire full work day of time I'm on Instagram. And it, it, it's during this time where right now I'm feeling less and less clear about like direction and about um, like my life and what I'm doing and, and how everything is fitting into a, like a, a broader purpose and stuff. And I've been thinking like, how can I find time to to write and to meditate and to like actually do things. And once I looked at that, it was glaringly obvious. Like that's eight hours a week. You could pick up right there. If you deleted Instagram. Yeah. I think for me, I knew that I was checking Instagram a lot and, and you deleted it off your phone first. And I remember thinking, I don't need to do that. I'm fine. I'm not checking it. I'm checking it a lot, but it's fine. I, I like scrolling Instagram. And then I realized I was really doing it a lot. And I kept checking it. And I was like, all right, I should, I should probably check myself a little bit and take this off my phone. I, I watched Casey's video about it. And he definitely talked about how it really is an addiction. Mm. And so I sort of reframed how I thought about it, deleted it off my phone, and really missed it. And I was like, this is messed up. <laughs> what did you miss about it? Not, not, nothing that, that like affects my life for the better, but I could tell physically... I was so used to checking it on my phone and filling my time with it. So like I had these nervous ticks where if there was dead time, I would pick up my phone out of my pocket and open up Instagram. And I, when it wasn't there, it showed me how often I was doing this. Yeah, I, I, I thought about it as well. But here, I think this is just something is so wild. Like just to look at, I'm just looking at my screen time, like my most used. I mean, YouTube and YouTube TV just like dominate for me Yeah, uh, and Spotify. But it's so refreshing for me to not see Instagram on this anymore. Yeah. You know, it's like so refreshing to me that it's not in my most used apps anymore. Um, but you just talked about filling time. I, I started to think about it when I first deleted it. Like, what was it um, that I was missing about it or what, what was different about my life without like checking Instagram on, a, on an hourly basis? <laughs> Uh, yes, absolutely filling time. But like you start to realize there's way other, there's a ton of other ways to fill time. For me, it was like filling this void, like almost like a fulfillment void. Like I was getting a lot of 
enjoyment out of it, whether it's seeing what other people are doing, feeling like I used to feel like I was getting inspired by creators like work on there, um, which I do. I love looking at other creators work. Um, but I think a lot of it was a lack of a lack of clarity in what I was doing. So I wanted to see what others were doing mm-hmm. both to like compare, contrast, get inspired. Like I, I just enjoyed uh, that and I still enjoy it. Like I love to watch movies. I like to watch other people's YouTube work, but to do that on a hourly or like every 10 minute basis yeah. is really overwhelming to your mind psyche. And I think it goes way more into like the comparison bucket than any other bucket. Like yeah. it, it, you just immediately start comparing yourself. I think you also start feeling that feeling of like missing out when you're not on it. If you are just constantly doing it because you can refresh at any point and see all kinds of things. So it's, it's really fascinating. Like, I think that's a good point. If, if your personal conviction for what you want to do is not at a point that you're comfortable with yet, you probably don't want to be spending your time on Instagram. And I feel the same way. I don't think my confidence in my, direction was strong enough to be checking Instagram as much as I was and having access to so many incredible different options for life. Yeah. That was just, it was too much for me to constantly be seeing other versions of life that I assume I want more than my own. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look back in time, did you ever read, and I'm not trying to go like real like lit guy on you right now, but did you ever? By lit, you mean like literature. literature. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not the uh, <laughs> like not the modern I was like, dope. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you ever read like Walden Pond? Yeah. It's like you look back at like like uh, some of these writers, whether it's Emerson or or Thoreau, and again, not to get super lit on everyone right now, Dude, but let's go for it. Super lit. Uh, but the first time I read that, like basically Emerson writes about like just living within the necessities and taking yourself away from society to understand yourself and become self-reliant and just be like, all I need to live is like myself, what's inside of myself and what I can like come up with in my own mind. And like that allows me to find my own identity. And then when I come back to society, like not conform very easily to social norms. Now this is written a long time ago. Um, That essentially is the opposite of a lot of stuff that's happening right now. Like self-reliance is uh, not as easy to come by. Like you're starting to see people invest in meditation. Like you're starting to see people invest in um, themselves, like going on trips, whether it's like Vipassana, which is a 10-day silent meditation, which a lot of our friends have been doing. Like these are like wild, extreme, uh, like independence acts. Got a question for you. Yeah, hit me. Are they wild, extreme, independent acts if you create content about them? Because I just watched a Zac Efron vlog last night. Zac Efron, if you don't know, has is a that YouTube why it's channel. showing up in our feed? Yes, that's I always, why. Like we always, so Colin and I share the same <laughs> login to YouTube, right? We like we have the same YouTube channel, and so our recommended content is hundred percent driven by what the other person is watching. So I watched a Zac Efron vlog last night, fitness one or the camping one? The fitness one with. You should check out the camping one. Okay, I'll watch it. What did what did he do? So he he you know drove six hours. Uh, to Lake Havasu, I think it was, or something, and uh, spent, I believe, four days camping and really just getting in tune with himself and his friends and just unplugging. It's called Off the Grid with Zac Efron. Highly recommend you check it out. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, I was on Instagram and I was seeing there's a lot of um, people posting about meditation right now and posting themselves like meditating. 
and I've been meditating every day too, but I just started to think like there's this huge self-reliance, self-care movement, but it's also being broadcast. Yes. I agree and I, and I, that, I don't, yeah. I don't have any, like, I'm just bringing it up as a concept. So, okay, here's, and, and this comes from a guy who has time-lapsed himself doing his, like, writing in the morning, right? Same. I'm, yeah, I've, I'm, I've done the same thing. I'm not even going to yeah, say yeah. I'm guilty of it. Like, I've done it. Yeah. So, I, I've thought about this. So, there's a couple things. One, I think uh, it takes me incredibly out of the moment when I film myself, like, doing any of this stuff. Like, I'm very conscious about what I'm doing, what it looks like. But I, I will say, like, if I do it, like if I do time-lapse myself um, writing, a lot of it is the purpose of A, the accountability. Like a lot, I think a lot of these people, like like when I look at the Yes Theory guys, yeah. there's a couple things. Like they, their whole purpose is to inspire others. So I think that the broadcasting of it is, you know, whether it takes them out of the moment or not, or maybe they do it after the fact or whatever, it, it's part of their like purpose to to inspire others. And that's like part of how you do it. Um, and then the second thing is accountability. Like I do think that there's some level of accountability, like especially Amar's hundred days of sweat. Definitely. When Amar does that, like for his own, uh, self-improvement, you know, broadcasting it keeps him accountable, uh, and makes sure like there's an action you have to take. Now that said, like when I look at Matt Diavella and something he's doing, when I was a kid, I did pull-ups every single night. Now what I did is I put a calendar next to my pull-up bar. And after I did the pull-ups, I would X off the calendar. Mm-hmm. That was my accountability. And I didn't really, you know, I wasn't in any sort of place to like, I didn't feel like part of my purpose was inspiring others. So like, I just wanted to do it every night. I did a hundred pull-ups and I would X off this calendar. Matt Diavella is doing that right now with his meditation. He's yeah. urging people to make their own calendar where you have an action at the end of the night to like check off. I did my meditation today because the thing that I hated more than anything in the world was seeing a blank day on the calendar. Hmm. Hated seeing it. Cause you could just see in a month you were like, okay, I did it 28 times. There's two blank days. Like why the, why didn't I just do it? So again, I think the accountability is very cool. I think like inspiring others is very cool. But for me personally, it, it does like, I've never filmed myself meditating because that to me is like very sacred. Like I need that time to just be yeah, fully alone. If I was to do that, I would meditate and then film myself meditating, quote unquote, to mm-hmm. like, if, I, if I'm if i doing a challenge with a community or like something yeah. like that. No, I just asked because I, I have been trying to build routines, healthier routines for myself lately. And I have been, I've meditated for the past 10 days, which I'm actually really proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, after I went to the dentist, I started like uh, instilling a different part of my routine just to like take better care of my like- You dental. flossing? I'm flossing. Wow. Every day. Every day the right ways. Wow. Yeah. Doing like a whole routine. And I've started to think, am I going to post at the end of 30 days of meditating uh, that I did it? But I guess more so I have been questioning, is that my role? Mm -hmm. And I I don't, I don't think that is the role that I uh, am taking on. Yeah. Unless you want it to be. Unless you want it to be. I don't think I want to commit to that being my role. Mm -hmm. So for now, I've looked at it and been like, I'm just doing it for me. Yeah. Except on this podcast where I'm telling you about it. Right, right. So weird flex. Weird flex. (laughs) Especially the flossing flex. That was was weird. No one needed that out of you. That's a real like, get off your high horse, man. No, I want everyone to Just like brush your teeth and floss occasionally. Like don't don't hit us with I'm flossing Look, the only reason I'm doing it though is because like- Are you, if you're flossing every day, tweet at us because that's impressive. Should I tweet at our own account? Because I am. 
No, but do it for me personal, man. Don't don't invade our own our, our collective space with that. I'm gonna tweet a little hand <laughs> raised emoji. Yeah, it's like, hey, I listened to your podcast, and uh, oh, yeah, man, I'm flossing. Good. All right. So before you 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 effroned me, let me, <laughs> let me let me go back to what I was saying. Basically, what I was saying was there's there was a big movement uh, from some of these writers about self reliance going out to like places in nature where it's just like everything's naturally occurring to get more in touch with what's naturally occurring inside of yourself. Now, I think what's happening today is there's a lot of like dependence on others, whether it's again, like the dependence on others for your own accountability saying like, can I, can I post this every day to make sure that others are seeing me do this? Or uh, can I log on to Instagram every day to like make sure I'm in the know of what everyone else is doing or, you know, other people are entertaining me or whatever it is. Like there's a lot of um, interest and, and dependency around being connected to other people. And so that that's like a push and pull um, thing that I think we'll probably start to see a lot more in the future now. This like disconnected, I'm deleting Instagram. Like I mean, right now on YouTube, if you search people like I deleted Instagram, it's like a massive movement. It's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so I think that that's like a thing that's, that's going to happen now a lot more. Again, we've talked about doing retreats where it's like no phone retreats. There's, there's a restaurant in New York called 11 Madison. It's like one of the biggest restaurants in the world, right? Netflix did a a doc piece about it. Massive restaurant. When you sit down at 11 Madison, there's a box in the table. If you choose, everyone can put their phone in the box and they'll bring the box back at the end of dinner. So it's like all these like there's big movements around this, like disconnected, right? Unplugged, the meditation center. Like there's all these big movements around um, getting on, like disconnected. So I think it's going to go further down that line. Like we're, like human beings are big on extremes. I think we go in like these big swings of like, whoa, we're really connected. This is awesome. Let's connect more, more, more. Let's make more apps to connect. Let's like, let's use our phones for everything. It is amazing that we can connect with people all over the world. Like even we can put out this podcast and I was looking at the other day, like where people are listening. It's like, it's insane. It's all over the world. Like when yeah. we did that, when we did that thing with Amar, where we said screenshot and tell us where you're listening from. I was blown away by where everyone was listening from. And it's one of the coolest things about being like a creator in 2019 is you can broadcast yourself to the whole world. Definitely. I'm, I'm grabbing lunch with someone at two o'clock that I've never met, uh, who just sent a DM that like watches our stuff. I think that's mm-hmm. so fascinating that, that yeah. you can do things like that. So I, I do think that there's going to be a movement though in the, in the other direction, like probably not at some large scale, but you're seeing it already, like amongst people who utilize the platforms a lot, like creators are making a movement towards deleting Instagram or unplugging for 30 days. And um, I think audiences are very understanding of that. And, I, and I'd hope that our audience is, is also understanding of the fact we haven't uploaded a podcast in a while because we've tried to you know, kind of recalibrate and, and disconnect, whether intentionally or not. It's just happened. Like, <laughs> I think it wasn't that intentional. Yeah, with it's us. just kind of I mean, happened. I'm look. We're sitting in. I'm in. I think my eleventh apartment right now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of my journey here in L.A. So, I was uh, my apartment. It, it rained a bunch in L.A. and all of a sudden the walls in my apartment started cracking. So I had to move. You're kind of spoiling Jack's like video that's going to come out soon. Yeah. Well. It's my story too. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Jack Coyne is my roommate. He's making a video about our house falling down. But yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot's been happening in our lives that I think we just had to take care of. Like, mm-hmm. It's a, it's a strange thing about being a creator because, like, you, you also want to share a lot of it, but we, we don't really have that communication with our audience in, 
in any other form, I think, than podcast. Like we're very, I think this is the most open we are across the board in sharing what's going on in our lives. I've always easy, wanted to just do It's easier to talk about yeah, it. It's I've, tougher to turn on a camera and tell a good story uh, about, you know, mm-hmm. when my house is falling down, but I actually still have to move all the crap out of my house and right. I have to like find a new apartment in a matter of two weeks. I don't, I can't always, it's yeah, much more yeah. difficult to turn a camera on and document all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is hard. Um, but like the, 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 I do uh, like now that we've talked about some of the stuff that's, that kind of gets to us maybe, or like, let, let's just actually wrap up on, on Instagram specifically. I want to talk about what we've been doing. Something that's really interesting is that both of us now are doing this thing where we just delete Instagram off our phones. And if we need it, like we both like to post on Instagram. So if you got something to post or you need to check something, like I'm not super rigid with it, I'll download it. But the thing that's interesting is after I download it and I do whatever I need to do, I delete it again. So it's a real pain in the ass <laughs> to, <laughs> to download it, put in your login information and then post. And then once you delete, it's like you don't have it at your fingertips anymore. You have to be super intentional with, I'm going to type in Instagram to the app store. I got to download it. It takes time. Now I open it. I'm using it for this purpose. And now it's gone. Um, I've really enjoyed that process of, of Instagram. It makes me very intentional with the time I use it. Way more so than like the screen time limit. That thing like pops up and I'm like, Psh. it's so easy yeah. to disregard the screen time limit. Yeah. Yeah. That was another thing. I had the screen. That was my first step was instead of deleting it, I had the screen time limit and I was just, yeah, another 15 minutes, another 15 minutes, another 15 minutes. And then I would just say like ignore for the day. And that's when I really realized I was like, yeah. okay, I, I got a, I got a problem. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very interesting thing, but I think that strategy that, that we've both, uh, instilled like for me is my favorite one just because it's like you, you you just you have to become more intentional and I, I've been trying to become more intentional across the board in my life of like why am I doing this thing you know like yeah. why am I on Instagram I, I have a purpose and now it's gone like now I don't need to be on Instagram anymore not gonna say it's not super fun to like scroll and look at memes like I, it's one of my favorite things in the world to do but I mean, like, I, I mean, if you haven't, if you haven't checked out Instagram, that <laughs> app's got everything. <laughs> that would be amazing if someone was listening is like, what, what are these guys talking about? I listened to this podcast. These guys were talking about this app, Instagram. They got everything you want on there, they, man. They had a real problem with it. <laughs> uh, and yeah, again, like we, we were at Instagram a month ago in New York and like spent a lot of yeah. time with their team. I, their team is awesome. Their app is awesome. They're moving in really cool directions. It's only becoming bigger and bigger. Uh, we've been on the platform since 2012. Mm-hmm. We started an account for the lacrosse network way back when. Yeah. It's wild to see. It's also wild to see how like new Instagram is. It's not that old. Like what, no. isn't, that, isn't that kind of crazy to think about? Like none of this stuff has been around for that long. Dude, I lived like a bunch of my life without all this crap. Yeah, I, mean, like, I was in I mean, high you school. You and I were both like normal yeah. kids who yeah. just like played in the neighborhood and like yeah. called your friend's house and were like, Hey, is Danny home? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. May I please speak to him? Uh-huh. <laughs> We, we, may we, I please speak was big. may I please yeah, may speak. I please, yeah. That's how I was taught to ask. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah that was uh, that was big in my household. And we would just meet up when we said, "Hey, I'll meet you in the cul-de-sac." We'd meet up. Yeah, I still think about my dad and like my dad when he started his business, d- like doing work today. If you close your eyes and you're like, "That guy's working," you're imagining someone on a computer, right? Yes. Like, yeah. I think that's the crazy thing. Like my dad when he started working, <laughs> he didn't have a computer. 
Yeah. He didn't have to email anyone. So like <laughs> I, he had a phone and he had like a briefcase with papers in it. I've talked to my dad about this and there are two things really stick out to me. One, when he first went to college, he hitchhiked there, but then two, he didn't have a place to live because he came in, he went to community college and then he came in as a, as a, as a junior, but he didn't have a place to live. So he just showed up with like a duffel bag with his stuff. And then like, I think he stayed in like a YMCA or something for the first couple days. And then like on friends floors, like there's yeah. no, like, there was no easy way for things to happen. Like he had a architecture job one summer in London and all he had was a piece of paper that said he had a job. Mm. And then he just showed up and was like, Hey, I'm here. And I was like, and like, yeah. of course this stuff works out, but it's just so different. I know. It's un- it's unbelievable, actually. Like, it's really unbelievable. I used to, I would go to bed to the sound of the fax machine because my dad was doing a lot of business in India and in China, uh, and they were awake when we would go to bed. So he would stay up and send faxes, and it would take like fifteen to twenty minutes for a fax. But he would write on the piece of paper like his notes on something, fax it, and then wait. And within forty minutes, a fax would come through, and someone else hand wrote a response, and then he would go back like. Now, today, he's on WhatsApp. He's like text messaging people in India. He's like FaceTiming people. Like it's it's actually insane how much more connected we are in such a short amount of time, um, which is wild. And like, you know, part of our, uh, part of what we did with YouTube a couple of weeks ago when we were with them in Santa Barbara, they gave us a Google home. That's, that's crazy. Like the, the level of connection there yeah. is insane. It's like really freaky. I never thought I would be someone who would... Uh, like use some of these voice devices, but I love it. Oh my God. It's so good. Like I'm talking to Google home all the time. <laughs> well, y- yeah. Well, that's basically your roommate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I live <laughs> by myself. So there, I mean, I've been editing alone the last couple of days. I'm talking to Google home more than I'm like, <laughs> that freaks me out. But yeah, that was, yeah, yeah that's yeah. an issue. Yeah, we'll I, cut that part I gotta out. Get so out. No I got to get, <laughs> get out more. Yeah. If anyone wants to talk I to Colin, a, you should, you should make a YouTube video. My new best friend. <laughs> It was always there. That would actually be really good. That would be really funny. Um, so yeah, this this whole concept of like how incredibly connected we are and how challenging it is to take a step back and like be with yourself. It, I think it's caused me a lot of confusion around uh, purpose and fulfillment. Like I don't mm. even know anymore like what 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 direction I'm going. So I, I like for me, I had to delete this stuff off and have been trying to be more like uh, present in the moment and also um, practice acceptance a lot because I think acceptance is a part of uh, it's, it's, it's the opposite of what a lot of the emotions are that come with social media. One is, is comparison I think comes, comes with the uh, social media and one is FOMO like the comparison of like, Oh man, that looks cool. I'm not doing that. I should be doing that. Or like, you know, that, that person's life or that person's clothes or whatever it is, the comparison. And then the, the FOMO of like, either I'm not there or like I turn off my phone and like, I'm not a part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And so like the acceptance of the moment of like, I'm exactly where I need to be. I'm here. Like, this is all good. That, that is something I've been trying to practice a lot. Cause I've always, if I look back at my history, I'm always somewhere thinking I'm on a stepping stone for, to the next thing without ever accepting where I am mm-hmm. in the moment. And, and that has only accelerated through my consumption of, of social media. I actually think deleting social media, one of the best things it does is help me identify my priorities. Mm-hmm. 
because I'm not comparing myself. I'm not looking at other options. So when you only have your own thoughts, you, you, you naturally gravitate towards what you want to do, uh, not based off of any other input. It's so important, man. It's, it's something that I, I feel like I've lost sight of, um, which is, it's just such a, a, I think like such a benefit of being away from some of this stuff. And I think the people who I really admire, who practice meditation, who go to therapy, who spend a lot of time on their own personal self and identity and like mental health is like, they become much more in tune with their priorities. Mm. A lot of the people that I know who, who do those things like are super clear on their priorities. Yeah, you know, you know th- that just made me think of what we did with YouTube in Santa Barbara, uh, that exercise where we had to write down bad ideas. Mm, I loved that. It was so amazing. We were helping YouTube uh, brainstorm around some different topics. And, and in the beginning of the day, they started by asking us all to, you know, along a general theme, but start by writing down bad ideas. And at first it seemed difficult and like it didn't make much sense. Um, but after you kind of free your mind a little bit to the concept of trying to come up with bad ideas, you can list off a ton. And then when you flip them, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you've got good, good ideas staring you in the face that you didn't really, uh, it, for some reason, were harder to come by. It's, a, it's an amazing exercise, not just to brainstorm around creative ideas, but brainstorm around like your life. Like if you st- take a step back and think about something you're doing or something you want to do, start by thinking about what would be the worst idea to make that happen? Like what's the worst way to do that? And then pull that idea all the way over to, well, what makes it a good idea? Going through the spectrum of what makes it a bad idea and what makes it a good idea allows you to go through every stop of the way. So so then when you're going through it, you can identify like, oh, wait, I've already identified this as a bad idea. Yeah. So I shouldn't be doing it like this. It's interesting. I've been putting off, uh, you know, going to the dentist, going to the doctor, just two things I haven't done in a while. But then after the YouTube thing, I really thought of it within the context of, Oh, that's a bad idea mm-hmm. that I'm now putting in action to not to choose not to go to the doctor just for like a general checkup and to choose not to go to the dentist. Mm-hmm. So I've started yeah. to take care of that. And even when I first moved into this apartment, it's a it's a smaller apartment. So it's full of like all this excess furniture from my other place. I was like, all right, it's a bad idea to live amongst this like garage sale happening in my <laughs> apartment. So it would be a good idea to, to get rid of it and start selling it. Where's the... Where's the family heirloom? The, the nutcracker? Yeah. <laughs> it's like tucked away deep in the closet. <laughs> Colin has this uh, family heirloom that like pops up in all of his apartments. That's like this old, old my, nutcracker. My mom <laughs> collects nutcrackers and puts them all up around Christmas time. Uh, but she's now trying to like, you know, get rid of them, lighten the load a little bit. And it was just this one random piece I had. And, and when Samir first saw my apartment, I had boxes everywhere and like a nutcracker <laughs> in my kitchen. And it was just yeah. like, yeah, man, I, I, I'm a mess right now. Like, come back. I like it. I think come it back. Be, come back next time. I think it should be out. I love Christmas <laughs> cheer and I would love it all <laughs> no. year round. So like, I think it should be out. Yeah. I think it's great. Well, my mom would appreciate that. Yeah. I, I'm sure she's listening. So just so you know, absolutely. I really like the nutcracker. Um, so now... Last thing on Instagram, something that we're planning on making a video about um, probably in the next two weeks, realistically, um, just based on different things happening in our lives. But um, Instagram, the way they're moving is to get people <laughs> to stay on the platform more. Obviously, that's their that's their job. Um, but they launched something called Checkout. And Instagram Checkout is a really interesting thing that they're doing, which is 
like, you know, you've seen that you could shop on Instagram, but this actually allows you to put in your credit card information and put in your address similar to an Amazon uh, and actually just purchase straight through Instagram. That's pretty wild. It's it's a uh, it's a crazy time for you know commerce and people who are creating brands that that you know allow for transaction. Um, and it's also a crazy time for creators and influencers. I think because I think the next natural step is that creators and influencers can sell those products as well. Like not not just their own products, but someone else's products. So a great example is if you go to Warby Parker, they're one of the brands, sunglass brand. They're one of the brands who has checkout, and you can actually check out directly through their product pages without leaving Instagram ever. So it's kind of like in replacement of a Shopify. Now imagine if, you know, let's say who's a good influencer. Uh, I, I can't even think of a good influencer who would wear like Warby Parker in an ad. You just say yourself. Okay. Imagine me. I'm, I post a picture with Warby Parker sunglasses on and you can actually click and purchase those sunglasses that I'm wearing through my page with all of your credit card information and I get a percentage of that sale, that's a huge, huge new category of income on Instagram that's already being tapped by different companies like affiliate link companies and whatnot, but not all within the the Instagram ecosystem. And I mean, you and your family, you work in fashion and you've done Mm -hmm. deals with different influencers on Instagram uh, Mm -hmm. for product. And it seems like the way it works now is a little bit inefficient because you agree on a rate uh, with the influencer that is probably much higher than potentially you're actually getting delivered uh, with like a return on your investment, yep. right? Wouldn't yep. you say that? Like rates are much yeah, higher? It's, yeah, it's possible. It depends. Again, though, it depends on like, th- that's up in the air. I would say like, we also have done affiliate link stuff with influencers. Like the the general brand awareness thing is like, who knows? What, yeah, 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 <laughs> you, know, that, you, you got to deem what you think is a return. But But yes, with the affiliate link stuff, you know, this would definitely make that more efficient. Yeah. I, I bring it up because all these platforms do the classic like bait and switch, right? Like Instagram rolled out shopping to everyone years ago and it was like, yeah, you can just integrate with Shopify. You can you can list all your stuff, mm-hmm. but they're just collecting data on like, how's this operating? Should we just replace this whole thing? The the real kicker here of what Instagram is doing, I sent this this screenshot to my brother the other day, is they're insuring all of the purchases. So if anything happens to your purchase of Warby Parker, Instagram insures you and the retailer. They'll, they'll refund you. Instagram will. And they'll probably do that for the first year or two. So Warby Parker has no risk to, to switch. Build, build confidence. Yeah. No, no risk to switch. For, if, you, if you're on Shopify, you have no risk because Instagram is just saying like, you know what Shopify definitely won't do is pay for your returns. Yeah. I, I think the interesting thing you know, people have talked about before how like you'll bring something up in conversation and then you'll go on Instagram and all of a sudden the products in your feed. Oh yeah. Happens all the time. And you're like, wait, are they listening to me? Everyone's listening, man. This Google home's listening to us right now. (laughs) Yeah, it is actually. It's not even a question. It's hundred percent listening to our conversation. But what's interesting now about Instagram, uh, having shopping so seamlessly integrated is, you know, I was on, uh, my computer and I was looking at some sort of furniture on like Wayfair, I think for my apartment. And then I immediately, seconds later, picked up my phone, opened up Instagram, and there was an ad for something that was immediately purchasable through like one-click shopping. So it's just crazy how seamless it's getting. Man, it's getting really crazy. 
like, and just, just to bring that back around to kind of the personal effects of social is it gets really scary when these platforms, when it seems like these platforms know you better than people around you, you know, and they do because I think it's Scott Galloway who says like the, the thing that would cause the most anarchy in the world is if um, Google released everyone's Google searches <laughs> because that's actually like some of the most truest representation of who you are as an individual. And then you start to realize, whoa, does Google know me better than my friends and family? Like, does it really know me better? It probably knows your deepest, darkest <laughs> like right? secrets. That's what I'm saying. Like, like insecurities. Stuff that you might never share with your friends and family, you share with Google. Yeah. That's crazy, right? And, and even Instagram. Instagram knows you, even some of your personal tendencies, better than your friends and family. Um, and I think that, that gets really wild, is that you're willing to share more oftentimes with these platforms than you are with people around you. The main issue though, clearly is that they don't share back. No, they don't. With any way that like yeah, yeah. F- is fulfilling. And right. I, say, I think that's like the moral yeah, of the yeah, story yeah, yeah. is that like, it's a lot of um, taking without much giving. And so at least for me, I, you know, I look at, you know, having spent a little bit of time off of Instagram, like my priorities really become identified as, you know, I just, all right, I just moved into a new neighborhood we're neighbors now, Samir. No comment. All right. Uh, yeah, we're neighbors. You're right. <laughs> You're right. But no, my priorities have shifted a little bit towards how can I get more integrated into this neighborhood? How can I have uh, real interactions that are like valuable to mm-hmm. me in, in this environment and spend less time on Instagram? So the, the moral of this podcast is not that like Colin and I are going to leave all of social media. It's I think just... How can we use the platforms more intentionally? Um, you know, one of my favorite things in the world, like you said, you're having lunch with, with someone who watches our stuff. Um, it's, it's unbelievable. I was in Austin, Texas this last week, and it was crazy that multiple people tapped me on the shoulder and were like, hey, man, I love your videos. It's like, this is the craziest thing in the world that like <laughs> I'm in a different state and someone's tapping me on the shoulder and has some sort of connection with me. That's my favorite part about this whole thing. Whenever you guys email us, if you email us something, if you write a comment, um, it's not always easy for us to re- reply to everything. Um, but we do read, mo- like almost, I would say 99.9% of everything you send us, we read. Mm-hmm. Um, and it means a lot to us. And, and it's a big part of why we enjoy using these platforms. Um, you know, I, I wanted to, to do this podcast, A, because I really miss doing the podcast. One of my favorite things we do. Mm-hmm. And B, to just talk a little bit about um, disconnection and and how to how we're viewing um, these platforms, how we want to be more intentional with everything we do. We've, we've talked about becoming more intentional with our YouTube videos and, and making sure that um, you know we're on a schedule with them and that we're releasing them with a lot of purpose and not just kind of you know releasing at random. And same thing um, with the podcast. And that's what some of you have even uh, yeah. sent us emails about is like uh, asking for us to define the real purpose of why you sit and mm-hmm. listen and to make sure that we reiterate it to you. Um, and so that's part of it too, is, you know, taking some time and continuing to take a little bit of time and figure out, uh, what that is each and every podcast. And I think that the bottom line is the most important thing for us is we, we enjoy sharing ourselves a lot with, with the community and with an audience and, and being a part of a community. Um, but the most important thing is that we get really clear and comfortable with ourselves before we can share that with others. And so taking time away is, is some, some of that like recentering, recalibrating, you know, getting a really good grasp on, on who we are. 
before we, we commit to sharing it all. And if you take anything away from this podcast, it's that Zach Efron has a new YouTube channel. There's two videos on there. I think Wait, I'm one of his biggest two, fans. There's not only two videos. No, there's two videos. I watched last night. He deleted the, he, he made a vlog around Sundance. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah. I don't uh, think that's on there anymore. That, that was one of the first ones I saw. Maybe he deleted it. Wasn't very good. Yeah. I actually, I think you're right. I do remember seeing that one. That one's not that good. It's not that very good. But the two latest ones, honestly, pretty good. So, okay. The final thoughts on Zach. Let's finish on, on Efron Zach or? Efron. Efron. Okay. Yeah. Efron. All that, you know, all that stuff about like. Should we per- do an Efron specific pod? <laughs> Probably. I would be interested in that. We should actually probably delete all what we just recorded about like personal growth and just go all into Efron. <laughs> right Efron. Yeah, just Fron. Uh, friends or Fron. Is that a good title? Between two Frons. Between two Frons. <laughs> That's good. All right. So on Fron, here's my thing. Um, I think as more celebrities join the YouTube platform, the thing I want to be really cautious about uh, or what I would push for a lot if I was in charge of all celebrities on the platform is like, take it easy with the with the over-the-top graphic editing. Agreed. That was my one thought. Take it easy, guys. Like, I, I know that probably from the outside looking in, when you look at YouTube community, it's like a lot of punchy, crazy shit happening on screen. Like, memes are coming out of nowhere. And like, if you watch PewDiePie, number one YouTuber, you're like, I gotta throw in some crazy graphics. But like, no, I just, like, Zach Efron, I don't have any access to you ever. Like, I just want some access to you. I don't need this, like, he wipes his head and there's like an emoji of water coming in. Like, it's like, it's kind of interesting, but I don't need it. Like I, whoever's editing that, if you're putting a lot of work into those graphics, try doing it without the graphics and see what happens. It's the same story, guys. You know. You think this soundbite's going to get to his team? I wouldn't Probably. be surprised. Let me tell you something. Crazier stuff has happened to us. <laughs> Actually, you're totally right. Every time we've talked about someone that's gotten to them. So What I will say, though, one more thing about <laughs> yeah. Efron's new channel, yeah. at least in terms of the uh, travel vlog he made out to the desert. Mm. It's him and his brother and a couple friends. They actually do a really good job of being very casual and you, you f- and just having a good time with it. And you really feel like you're coming along the journey mm, that's cool. with them. It's it's not super acted out or yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I don't mind that that celebrities and traditional actors are coming to the platform. I just like I want them to come and and share themselves. Like I want I want. I think Will Smith actually does a good job combining the two things where like we do get a lot of like stories we've never heard of about Will Smith on his channel, which is really cool. Um, but like when I see Ryan Reynolds and and, and some of the other... Jason actors, Momoa. Yeah. They're very are, produced. It's like an over-the-top produced. And, uh, you know, what, I, it just... I don't know. Maybe that's your personality. Maybe that's what you like. But like I, I would just rather really just see what's going on. Like I... I <laughs> I want to get more access to these people. I think that's what's interesting. You got to watch Efron's travel vlog. Today. Okay, I'll watch Efron's travel like 10 vlog. 10 minutes, he kind of just chills with you. Watch the workout video. I didn't mind it, but it just felt over the top. That like, one's a little over the top. Yeah, it just felt over the top to me. Like it felt like just on the graphics, like it took me out of it. It's like, come on, man, like easy on those graphics. Okay. All right, and we'll be back uh, <laughs> talking about yeah. all things Efron next um, week. Well, I, honestly, like I want to hear your thoughts on on social media. Like everyone from around the world, there's a lot of people listening from all kinds of different places. Like, how do you view um, social? You know, how how do you view your your consumption of Instagram content or or YouTube content? And and especially if you're in a different place, you know, whether it's Egypt or India or um, wherever it is. First of all, shout out to everyone listening from India and especially people listening from Pune. 
it's one of my favorite places in the world. And I took a look at where people are listening from. That's like a big place that people listen from. It's like where the film school is. It's a very artistic town. I've actually been there. Um, I've sat and had coffee in a coffee shop there. It's like an amazing culture. Um, and that made me really happy to see that people not only in India are listening, but people in, in Pune and, and in Mumbai, two of my favorite places in India are listening to the podcast. It's so cool. But tell us about how you view social media. Um, for a lot of these people, it might be kind of new to have connected devices and get a window into the rest of the world, um, especially into the, kind of like the Western world where social media is created, right? Like the, it all came from the U.S., so a lot of it is based in, in the U.S. and a lot of the creation is based in the U.S. So Yeah, I mean, our, that's a good note also that, that our perspective is very different. We're, we've spent the last seven years heavily ingrained uh -huh. in social media. A lot of our peers are on social media, use it for, for work. Mm -hmm. uh, so we definitely come from a different perspective. Yeah, so I'd, I'd love to hear from you guys how you view it. Um, I'd also love to hear from you guys as we move forward with this podcast, like what's the most valuable thing to you? I know we've done feedback surveys before too, um, but you can email us, you can tweet at us. Just let us know what, what's the most valuable thing you pull from this podcast. Um, Colin and I can talk about all kinds of topics. We'll sit and talk about Zach Efron all day, uh, which I think is really fun. But I have a feeling we're not done talking about Efron. It'll probably be after this podcast ends, but it yeah. seems like there's more to discuss. Yeah. All right. So we're back. Um, we're going to try and stay on schedule. I think our schedule this week's a little crazy with some travel, but we'll, we'll try and stay on schedule Mondays. You can listen to this podcast. Um, we're across the board on all the platforms you're listening to podcasts and on anchor, you can actually send us a voice message. I've listened to all of them. It's very interesting to hear your voices. So, uh, <laughs> send us more voice message on anchor and yeah, you know, tell your friends. That's it this week for the Colin and Samir podcast. We hope you enjoyed our conversation on Instagram and social media and even Zac Efron. Colin and I definitely could have kept going on that. And if you have any thoughts, feel free to tweet them at us, email us. You can always reach us at Colin and Samir on Twitter or Colin and Samir at gmail.com on email. Our main takeaway from spending time away from social media is that our relationship to these apps is not black and white. There's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad, just like with anything else. We simply are trying to be more intentional and purpose-driven across the board. That goes with the way that we use social media and apps on our phone, as well as with our content creation. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to drop us a review. You can leave us a review on iTunes. You can follow the podcast on Spotify. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and make sure to share where you're listening from on your Instagram story. We always love to see that. All right, we'll see you back here next week for another episode of the Colin and Samir podcast.